0: The following podcast is brought to you by Lady Norland's Cajun Cafe, RVA's favorite Cajun hideaway, in the fan at the corner of Main and Stafford. Find out more at LadyNorland's.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host, George Templeton, talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. Oh, gross, rotten, brutal, terrible, pathetic, foolish, silly, out of character, mostly. Um... Lacking basketball IQ. Poor. Ridiculous. Embarrassing. Shameful. Terrible. Awful. And probably other words that I shouldn't repeat here. That was VCU's loss tonight. 75-64 to Richmond. My God. Welcome to Rams Rewind. And boy, oh boy, I did not think... Uh, this would be the last Rams that this would be the only Rams rewind of the uh, of the A10 tournament. In fact, I had uh, I had planned I had thought that there would be at least two, maybe even three of these for the A10 tournament. Nope. It sort of changed my plans for tomorrow too. I have to say, what a rotten performance! And the funny thing is. Yes, they were behind at halftime, but it was not like against last weekend against St. Louis where they were down 17 and they really buried themselves. As poorly as they played in the first half, they were down only eight. And they had a chance. And Richmond gave them a chance. Richmond was 8 of 23 in the second half from the field. Now granted, the reason they're going to win is because they killed VCU at the foul line, but the point is, that is 8 of 23 gives you a chance. Two for nine from three gives you a chance. The problem was the guys that the, the guy that hit the two threes was the guy that killed them all game, Gilliard. And in both cases, they stopped VCU's momentum dead in its tracks. My lord, this was a poor game tonight. Both ends of the floor. And again, what really is hilarious. Richmond shoots that in the second half, 8 of 23. VCU's over 50% in the second half yet again. Despite the fact they were 3 for 10 from (sighs) 3. But they lose because they're minus 16 at the foul line in the second half. Richmond ends up plus 20 at the foul line for the game. 26 of 32 versus 6 of 9. And yes... I thought the officiating was terrible, but you have to say this. It was pretty consistent. There were patches where they were not calling stuff, but it seemed like they were not calling stuff at both ends. And then there were patches where they called everything. The point is, you have to adjust. And your coaches help you do that, and the players have to do it. They didn't do it tonight. And, folks, somebody's going to probably in the next few days say, oh, Baldwin didn't do that bad, 12 rebounds, 7 assists. He had a terrible game tonight. Williams, 18 points, 9 rebounds. That was good. Williams did not have a good game tonight. Oh, Curry, you know, he had big second half, 14 points, 5 rebounds. Did not have a good game tonight. Don't let the box score fool you. This team, from minute one, was rushed on offense, was not looking at all for their teammates, it seemed like the whole game, bad decision making. Uh, it was it was uh, it was unbelievable. And then on defense, I mean that started from minute one too. You let Gillyard make them first two threes, and you're in trouble. You're in trouble because you don't give a guy like that confidence. And you're not. and, and in both cases, he's wide open. You're not. You're not running at him. You're not contesting. Yes, I understand you're worried about the refs calling every little thing, but you got to contest. Didn't do it. Didn't do it tonight. So look, Ch- Jacob Gilliard is nine of seventeen from the fa- from the field. The rest of them are eleven of thirty, and they still win. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Well, and I and I mean, I don't want to kick off anything here. But I wanted to be the one seed for a reason. I wanted to be the one seed for a reason. And it was just, you know, all this stuff about, oh, it's cursed and all this other things. I guess, but it's not. And yes, Steve Floyd, NIT. Yes, welcome to the NIT, at least as long as it doesn't get too full with uh, auto bids. Because God knows one seeds have been going down left, right, and center in some of these little tournaments. So I don't know. And Kathy Richardson? You are 100% right. Baldwin just looked off. No energy at all. No enthusiasm at all. Not his normal self. 100% correct. 100% correct. And again, here's the other thing. He plays 39 minutes. And the reason I'm as mad as I am at the players for the way they played tonight and they played bad. This is coaching. Ace Baldwin needed to sit down. Maybe a couple of times. Because he was just mentally, he was spun up. He he had he was not in control of himself at all. He was everything Kathy Richardson said. Good God Almighty! Am I getting a lot of white, white noise? Oh God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that, folks. I don't know what's going on here. Um, it just it also might be my the fan on my computer. But yes, and and that was an issue. Cur, you know, Keyshawn Curry, same thing. Keyshawn Curry gets 30 minutes, and so he sat some. He needed to sit more. And and somebody was saying, well, you can't sit them all. Yeah, you can, actually. Oh goodness. I mean, what I mean, and that's the other thing. You look one of the things that, that, that's been a bit of been an issue this year at times has been just ignoring the front court players, ignoring the big players. Ward only gets two shots tonight. He makes them both. Stockard, I know he didn't play a lot tonight, but he had three shots. He was two for three. Deloach didn't get an attempt. Where in the heck? Where in the heck was 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 the post? End? That's the other thing. Whole first half, it felt like the ball never went in the post. Never went in the post. And when it didn't go in the post. You'd often see a guy taking a shot with 10, 12, 15 on the shot clock, just jacking it up. And yeah, Jennifer Hyde and where was our defense? Well, it's kind of like what we saw at St. Louis a little bit. Some of it was five individuals, but really it's all Jacob Gilliard. Again, the rest of the, the, rest of the team is 11 for 30. The rest of the team is 11 for 30. So it really is one guy. Of course, the problem is Burton's only two for seven, but he goes nine of eleven at the foul line, so that allows him to claim victory uh, in the game. Ko, who's a bad foul shooter, was five of six. You know that, and that's where and that's where they ate VCU's lunch at the foul line, because again, Gillyard's seven to twelve, the rest of them are two for seven from three. Gilliard's nine to seventeen. The rest of them are eleven to thirty. I mean, they didn't guard it. How many times was he left open tonight? Just wide open. Vince Williams falls down. This is a, this is the second three when they make another run to get within seven and give themselves a chance. They're making this run. Williams is trying to guard him. He somehow ends up behind him. He gets caught up in the screen and falls down. Maybe it should have been a foul for a moving screen. I don't know. But you see that he's fell, fell down and there's two VCU players who just stand there, watch him take a three and hit it. Huh. Just stand there. Oh, Lord. Mike Rhodes did a terrible job tonight. You could see it was going wrong and he doesn't call a timeout until it's too late. First half, they get down 10. It's too late for a timeout. One possession too late. Same thing happens in the second half to get down 13. God dang it. And again, these rotations, Ace isn't playing well. Curry isn't playing well. Sit them down. Sit them down. It doesn't have to be for long. Minute, two minutes at the most and say, look, reset yourself. Brown Jones has been so good down the stretch, gets nine minutes tonight. Deloach gets six. Sahonis gets ten. Kern gets 5. I'm sorry. When it's not working and you got these players that are talented and again maybe Sahonis, you know, coming off the concussion protocol, I don't know. But you got to get you got to you've got to let these guys get in there even if it's for a minute or 2 minutes and tell, the, and tell your starters okay. Reset yourself. Take a breath. Cuz it's like they never calm down in this game. Never. You hardly saw any patience. You hardly saw a good offensive set where they worked the clock and got a good shot. And one of the only times they did, unfortunately, Williams missed a three that was open in a good spot. But my God, this is uh, you know, this is this is embarrassing. And Mike Rhodes has got to look at himself. Cause again, they're making the same mistakes. And you're not making adjustments. And you're not you're not willing. I mean, that's the thing. You've got your point guard making bad plays all over the place, and you're not going to pull him once when you're at least a few times pulling other guys. Come on, man. Seriously. Sometimes a guy needs to sit down and take a break, and needs to and needs to just again. It's like un it's like unplugging the Wi-Fi when it's frozen. Sometimes you gotta unplug the Wi-Fi, give it a minute, plug it back in, it's fine. Nope. Not gonna do that. Not gonna do that. And I mean, and you know, it's I mean, you're right, Bruce Stevenson. If he had the fire shock and will wave again, but here's the problem, Bruce. A coach has got to be themselves. And if you're not that guy, it's hard to become that guy because most players are gonna see right through it. But what you can do is say, look, if you if you're not gonna be a yeller and screamer, just calmly have them sit down next to you and say, okay, this is what you're doing wrong, wrong, you can fix it and do it better. Not doing that. Not doing it. So you and so and it's just you just look at these stats, and it's just it it all and it, the funny thing is it all ends up being the free throws. I was frustrated with VCU's lack of pain attack. But VCU ended up winning points in the paint tonight, 30-20. to 20. They were even on second-chance points. They were even on rebounds. Those are things that are usually decent indicators for them. 19-3 to 3 on fast break points. That's amazing when you think about it. It really is. And they lose this game because they got slaughtered at the foul line. One team attacked, 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 and the other didn't. And it really is as simple as that. You've got to – yes, you might not like it that the refs are calling everything. But once that's the state of play, then you have to adjust. They didn't. And now they're going home. And I really feel for all those VCU fans were there because, you know, that was a VCU crowd at a tournament like I would expect. Lots of them there, loud, into it, trying everything they can. And you give them that. You dish that up. And, and Doug Hines said it in the game thread. These last two games with everything on the line. And they come up with that performance. And that's a bigger indictment of this coaching staff than anything. One, you know, five days ago, or excuse me, six days ago, you were playing for a conference co-championship. And six days later, you're out of the conference tournament in game one. And you can forget about an NCAA bid. It's just, <laughs> I, I mean, again, I'll go back to what I said after the Connecticut game. I'm tired of being the nearly team. I am tired of being the nearly team. It's—it's it's, At some point, enough's got to be enough with that. It's not yet, so I don't even want to entertain the old, oh, we got to get rid of the coach. It's not happening. So don't even go down that rabbit hole. Don't even howl at that moon. There's no reason to. But at some point, we have to stop being the nearly team. We have to stop being that, or you're going to get this. Get everybody's hopes up, and then crush everybody uh, again. Oh, wow. UConn almost made a half-court shot to force overtime in that uh, semifinal against Villanova. So we'll wait. We, I think we all know our fate, so actually one thing about it, it does, it does de-stress the next 24 hours pretty nicely. Or uh, not for 24, 48 hours or 44 hours pretty nicely because we're pretty sure we're not in. I mean, that's fine, Bruce Stevenson. Your hopes were not up. My hopes were up during that eight-game winning streak. And my hopes were up when Dayton beat Davidson last Saturday and opened the door for him. Oh, that shot wouldn't have counted anyway. So, you know, my hopes were up. Uh, and that's, you know, that's the problem. And yeah, that is the crux of the matter, Dan Gaytanis. And that that is, when it keeps happening, that's when you have to look at the coaches. And at some point, you've got to be willing to vary your philosophy. Whether it's how you use timeouts, whether it's, you know, how you rotate players, whatever. I thought the whole point of having an army was so that you didn't have to play anybody 35 or 36 minutes. Well, Baldwin played 39 tonight and Williams played 37. And each of one of them probably needed to sit more than they did because they weren't playing well. Don't let the box score fool you on that. Yeah, Jennifer Highheart and I'll be seeing some of them Gillyard shots all night, especially those ones in the second half. Because again, <laughs> you know, he didn't have that big a second half, at least not compared to the first one. But those two threes he hit were daggers. Those two threes he hit absolutely killed them because because they they each time they stopped a big VCU run. I mean, that's the other thing. VCU plays bad in the first half, comes out of the locker room and gets this thing tied up at 38. And I certainly felt like momentum. And then, and then five seconds later, Gileard bangs a three. And, and whatever momentum VCU had was right out the window. See ya. And it went from there. And it went from there. And, and, you know, we, in so many games this year, we talked about setting a tone. Well, unfortunately, we set a tone. Gil yard uh, bangs a three to start the game. And I think it was Curry that, uh, that turned it over. Let me see here. Let me go back to the play by play. But I mean it started minute one. Oh no, excuse me. Gustafson makes a three first. Followed by a bad pass turnover, by Jaden none. We talk about setting the tone, that's it. That's that's setting the tone right there. That is setting the tone. And and that's unfortunately there's been too much of that this year. <sighs> well, the first thing we can hope for. Is that, uh, is that number one VCU gets a home jersey in round one of the NIT. I would think that's possible. I don't know that for certain. I would like to think that that's possible. So that's the first thing. Um, the, sec- the second thing is, I know some people are like, oh, the NIT, it doesn't matter. The NIT can be a good building block for a team for next year. And let's remember something. yes, they're going to lose Curry, and they're going to lose Vince Williams in all likelihood, but they've got some good players coming back. They have some good players coming back from injury, like Jamar, Jameer Watkins, hopefully. they have They're supposed to have a pretty good recruiting class coming in. So, again, you can build on – you can have a good run in the NIT and build on this. I've seen it many, many times. Seen it many, many times. So that's what I'm hoping for. Again, a lot of the NI- playing in the NIT is about having enthusiasm for it. And a lot of teams don't and they lose and whatever. My hope is, is that VCU will have enthusiasm for it. Cause again, at the end of the rainbow is a trip to the garden. And anybody that's a basketball player wants to play at least one time in their life in the Madison Square Garden. Cause it is one of our basketball mechas in America. By the way, Virginia Tech is kicking the holy hell out of North Carolina. Wow. If VCU had won tonight, I would be a little bit perturbed about this. But now that VCU's lost and I know they're not making it, I can root for Virginia Tech to uh, to uh, pull itself out of the bubble and into the tournament. So this is great as far as I'm concerned. And, and Bruce Stevenson, that's fine. Fans don't want to care about the NIT, that's fine. Uh, to me, it's an opportunity to play and play well. A trip to New York would be awesome if they could pull it off. Um, you know, that's – that's I, I again, I've always liked the NIT. I liked it a lot better when the NCAA didn't control it, to be perfectly honest. And Bill Baldacci took the words right out of my mouth. In Shaka's first year, they played in the CBI, which is a who cares tournament for somebody like me. And in the next year, they went to the Final Four you know that's that's uh, that's right that's and that's the thing is like you you can do you can do things in that tournament you can try stuff in that tournament if you want to you can just give your uh, players the opportunity to play some more and have some more moments and have some more good moments so i i i think the nit can be of use to this team you know we'll see we'll see what happens i don't know we'll see what we'll see what they in terms of in terms of who i'd like to play Whatever, I just – I what I'd like to have is a home game in round one because I'd like to think that they would get that. Um, And we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens with that. But that's my hope is that if they get the NIT, that they're at least got a home game at the Seagull Center in round one. And if they're fortunate, maybe even two home games at the Seagull Center uh, in the first two rounds, they get a seed like that. But, you know, who the heck knows. Um, It's just disappointing. It's just – I. I mean, I'm, I know I'm sort of talking my way through those possibilities now, but I can't believe I'm sitting here. Especially, too, Richmond were so bad against URI last night, it was unreal. The only reason they beat Rhode Island last night is that Rhode Island managed to play worse in the second half. But Richmond were, were absolutely hopeless for most of that game. And it's just that URI was so bad that Richmond was able to get over the line against them. And, I mean, having watched that last night, I was so supremely confident in VCU. And that is just I'm, – I'm disgusted. I'm embarrassed. It doesn't matter that we won the two games in the regular season. Richmond fans will be crowing about this all year until they play – until we play next year. Or, until, yeah, until we play next year, because it probably will be 2023 before we get to play them in the conference. So, that's um, – that's that just – stinks. And yes, Paul Seward, as I mentioned, Mike Rhodes did an awful job tonight. And he's got, he's got to look in the mirror and make some changes in how he coaches in-game. Because tactically, it's not good. And his timeout management stinks. And he doesn't have a good feel on that at all. Not at all. Like, they made a shot, and then he took a timeout right after, which is something a lot of coaches do. But it, to me, it's like, you're down... I can understand that when you're ahead. If you're up six and you make that shot and you take a timeout, I can understand that because you know, you might want to just say to your team, hey, we need to play defense a certain way. We need to do this out of – when you're down, you're breaking up your own momentum. So why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? No, Paul Seward, you can look if you want to. He's not going anywhere. It would be the most shocking thing ever if he were in any kind of trouble, Mike Rhodes. Because unlike the other people that came here and then were looking for the next job up, he's not. And that's why Ed hired him in the first place over some of the other folks he could have hired that that I thought might do a better job. Because he was worried they were going to leave and he knew Mike won't. So, again... There might come a time when, when results like this become unsatisfactory. We're not there yet, so I don't even want to go down it. I don't even want to talk about it because it's it's like howling at the moon at this point. Mike's got to get better. He can recruit. He can find talent. And they've done a good job developing some talent at times. But he's but in-game coaching is not good. And it hurt them badly tonight. And when you consider that, that – there have been rumors about Chris Mooney, and he's on the ropes at that job. And they almost lost to Rhode Island last night, and his record against VCU is terrible. I mean, this effort—it just—it just looks worse and worse and worse. The more you—the more you look at it, the worse it is. The worse it absolutely is. So, this is—you know—this this is going to be a difficult one to swallow for 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 fans that are having to drive that are driving back who thought they were going to be up there all weekend hopefully to see VCU play three games it's it's going to be terrible for the players they can't imagine they would have been going back going back home tonight at all uh I don't know about you know Jennifer Hyde Harton. Hart, that's a good question about their assistance I don't I'll be honest I don't know enough about them but I I wonder if there's somebody I wonder if if they're a bunch of guys that just sort of go along with with what the coach says, or if they really try try to challenge him or anything like that. Because I don't know. Zero Doug Hines said we would had zero sense of urgency. I, to me, we had too much urgency, and it's why we played so fast. I swear we spent most of the damn game acting like we were down fifteen and had to score quick, instead of what we were. Um, but it's a fair point. I mean. They, they, certainly, they certainly lacked on the defensive end any kind of urgency when it came to something important like, oh, getting in Jacob Gilliard's face because they sure as hell didn't do that. Whew. I can't believe it. I can't believe they're going home. And that's the other thing. That's the other big strike against this coach. This is now two one-and-dones in the A-10 tournament. Actually, no, two one and Duns because the first year they won a game and they they won the eight nine and then lost to the one seed. But this is this is three times out of the quarterfinals in in five years. Thumbs down on that. Thumbs down on that. They did get to the final last year, but of course they got to play the games at the Siegel Center, even if it wasn't filled. You know that's an that was an unusual circumstance that will not be repeated. So this 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 postseason record for the coach is really indefensible right now, and he's got to get better. Oh, so we'll see what happens. I think the I think the way it usually works is the the main the the NCAA tournament brackets come out at the five at six o'clock like they normally do. And usually about 9 or 10 o'clock at night we get the NIT bracket. So we'll see what happens then. We'll see what our situation is. And hopefully they'll give us a reason to enjoy this team for a few more weeks. Because, again, they did a, they've did they done a lot of good things this year. But this this end of the season is just – it's not going to cut it. And it shouldn't cut it with anybody. Uh, and okay, uh, Dan Gaetan is stepping up with the stat there. Rhodes is three and four in the A ten, and so and yeah, and Bruce Stevenson is with is right about that. The ironic thing is, in three times we got eliminated in the quarterfinals, were the two teams that played the last the the night before to to for the opportunity to play us. No, I know, I know, we have no chance of making the NCAA again. In one sense, it makes the next forty eight hours far less stressful. Um you know, but it's just I I mean I would have rather had the stress I would have rather won the night and had the stress of thinking about, hey, you know, no, we could uh we could still make it, but nope. And and you just you look down the line at some of these losses and it's just no good. It's just no good. So we'll see. We'll see, uh we'll see where what the situation ends. We'll we'll see how it goes with the uh, NIT announcement. See if they get in there. Hopefully they do, and then hopefully they can do some they can do some business in there because that'd be nice. Um, I, I'm I'm guessing I'm guessing they're gonna play some postseason game somewhere at some point. So I would imagine there's still gonna be Rams rewinds at least when it comes to that. And then of course we'll be in the offseason before long, and we'll and we'll and myself and the producer will huddle up and figure out what we're gonna do on that as well. So I want to thank everybody for the comments in the video tonight and thank everyone, uh thank everyone in the game thread. It was a very good game thread in spite of what happened tonight. Um I just I, I just can't believe we're sitting here and we're out on the quarterfinals yet again. And again, and the other worst part is. This is twice now that the tournament's been in D.C., which, you know, is a great thing for VCU because it means they're close and we get lots of fans up there, and now it's been twice out in the quarterfinals when the tournament's been in D.C. I mean, that's just not great either. That's really, really, really not great. So a lot of soul-searching that needs to be done. Uh, A lot of soul-searching that needs to be done uh, by the coaching staff, by some of the players, too. Um, I imagine Ace is not Ace is going to be pretty hard on himself. I think he knows that he didn't come up to scratch tonight. Some of the other players will too. So that's it. I want to thank everybody, as always, for all for, for listening in podcast land and for commenting, and the good and the bad and the ugly group. And whatever the next game is, uh, you know, I'll try, uh, unless it's on something I can't watch and I get stuck at work, uh, you know, we'll do our best to uh, keep these up whatever postseason tournament we find ourselves in, hopefully the NI team. And uh, until next time, thanks, everybody, and have a good night. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group BCU Basketball Fans, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.